Good morning, everyone. Good morning, Kyle. Morning, Kyle. So I'm here with Alan Fershweiler and Jason Lehman. Uh, good to see you guys. We've just been chatting for a little bit. Thought we'd just turn the the record button on and and get to the podcast. So, um, Alan, how you doing? Yeah, I'm doing okay. I've been good. better, but I've been worse. So I would say okay, Kyle. Okay, Jason. Good. How, <laughs> how about yourself? I'd say the same. I'm okay. Doing all right. Jason's nodding his head. You all right? Doing. I'm good. Good. So I'm not sure we have a probably a wide ranging conversation uh, ahead of us this morning. It's sort of an update of sorts. We can just do a scatter shot and go here and there uh, without any real rhyme or reason. Um, so let's just see where it goes. We'll start out with Alan. You can start with a little bit of an update, and we'll see where it takes us. Does that work? Does that work for you? Works yeah. for me. Okay. Works for me. So thanks for everybody for joining us again. Alan Fershwaller, your union president, and. I wanted to spend a couple minutes with you today, and it's all, never a couple minutes, but wanted to spend no. some time to talk about you know, where I think that we're heading as a union, and I would say specifically where I'm heading with, with the union as mm-hmm. well as Jason uh, together, and asked Kyle if he wouldn't mind pulling this together so that we can reach out to as many members as we can in this time of di- technology yeah. that we can send this out to you, and you can hear... Um, direct, direct from your mouth. Direct from our mouth. Yeah. So... We can, and we can take as much time as you want, you know, so go for it. Yeah, no, I think that, um, you know, it's been a, a tough couple years, I would say, just like everybody else. I don't think anybody has felt like this has been an easy time uh, as a member of Local 43 or as an employee of the city. And I think it's, um, you know, something that's shown our resiliency. And when we went through the last budget cycle mm-hmm. and we had to talk about cutting fire stations and three-man staffing, three-person staffing, and we are the backbone of this city. It seems like those conversations happen every year. Is that my imagination? or is nope. that No. That happens every year, and it's happened every year I've been here, and I assume it's going to keep happening. Probably again. It does. And I remember when I first got elected as union president uh, in 2012, I took office that in January the next year, and right away we entered into... Um, Oh, we got to shut down hmm. fire stations and we got to do this. I would say in 2020, 2021, um, 20 years after I've been hired going on, we started going on 50,000 calls a year when I was hired. Now we're over a hundred thousand mm-hmm. with the same number of firefighters. And some people would look at and go, well, you're not growing like Twalton Valley or Clackamas. And this is one of those games where even if you keep the status quo and the same number of people on per duty per day, mm-hmm. that's been the win. And <laughs> I would say three significant times within my years as president, mm-hmm. the goal has been to not cut. And we've gained very little in those 20 years in terms of staffing, but it's the rhetoric and it's, you guys need less firefighters. You all need less firefighters. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's such an accomplishment, even just this last budgetary cycle, the work that Isaac and Travis and Christine Miles did, um, independent from the city. That's what the union does. It's one of the great examples of what the union does. If it wasn't for the work that we did as a union, we'd have a staffing cut that would be going on. Ultimately, you're saying, in a way, it's keeping status quo as far as staffing goes. That was against the backdrop of dropping a station, dropping 12 of those off or 26, you know, at some point, I remember when I first came on. So I suppose there may be those folks out there that are like, well, that's not that much of an accomplishment to be able to keep our staffing. But, um, I don't know. 
you know, you might think in your head, we need more people, which we all think we do, and we do need more people. But the, the fact of the matter is we, the city comes to us and says, we want to, we want to cut your department. And so that's where our starting point is pretty much every year. And we have to fight and fight and show why we need at the minimum right. what we have and why we need more. So right. it's, it's not easy. And to be fair, the chief has to fight as well. Absolutely. It's not just, it's not just the local. Absolutely. And I think that that's where, you know, sometimes we intersect with, with the administration on stuff and sometimes we don't. And mm-hmm. this is one that I know that even one of the high ranking chiefs personally thanked us and said, I don't know if we would have got there without you. And right. I can't be a part of a public ad campaign, but it made me so happy to watch all of your members support that public ad campaign to get where we needed to go. Right. So, right. Okay. You know, and I can remember this and it's, uh, when Dan Saltzman was our commissioner, that's when we took the $4.5 million cut laid off 26 people shut down a double company at twos, shut down a double company at eights. Yeah. You know, I've always been accused of being too political and right. sometimes I think I am. And sometimes I think I'm not. And, but that's the power of when that relationship went right. And, um, Dan Saltzman, I can tell you, if he was run for reelection back in 2017, instead of Hardesty, mm-hmm. I would have asked our members to go to door to door to knock to get him. And it took years and he was a, uh, definitely somebody that was not an advocate when he got, but by the time he left, he was a strong right. advocate. Although I really enjoyed our relationship with, with commissioner Saltzman by the end yeah. and explaining to him each day, Hey, this is what we do. This is what we do. Um, I sure missed him when he left because that relationship now is, is it's not very the, rocky. It's not the same. Yeah. And I mean, certainly, you know, in hindsight, I think we could all agree to that, that we'd prefer that to our current situation. Yeah. And I, and I'm fine saying that publicly. That's yeah. just me. You guys don't have to, but, but I, I can, I will. Yeah. And I think that's one of the most difficult things that is coming up for this union is as I've, you know, I've got a list of stuff we work on, we work on, and it's always the fire of the day because, you know, uh-huh. something happens and then the governor changes her mandate. Somebody gets arrested. Something always happens every day. Um, but in terms of the long term, Commissioner Hardesty's up for reelection in May. and Already, huh? Oh, yeah. And so this union has to make a decision what they're going to do. And do you go and find somebody to run against her? Do you support her? Do you go neutral? It's going to be a huge decision because, you know, at the end of the day, I don't want to stick up for Joanne. Um, she's been difficult to work with. Yeah. And there are things she has accomplished. She got us the COVID protections. She helped us get heart presumption in the state legislature. And she was there in, on the contract and made sure that city council didn't vote no and got us the, the one-year extension and did that. And right. That's the thing is in, in the union president's position, you can never be blind to the work that is done regardless of whether you don't get along with somebody. Fair enough. And, and so this union is going to have to make that decision. Do you stay neutral? Do you go all in against somebody else and risk the things? Um, mm-hmm. Or do you, do you endorse her? I mean, those are all things that are going to um, come up. There is a legislative committee to help with that decision. Yeah, I'm pretty sure our members will have plenty of feedback on this one. I'm, 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 <laughs> they're not going to be shy. Yeah, yeah. You know, but that, the thing is, is that decision will be made without me um, as the president of Local 43. Mm-hmm. And so 
one of the reasons that I wanted to come out here today was mm. to talk mm. about, you know, the future of this local and where we move forward. Um, I can tell you that over the past couple of years, you know, it's just like everybody else. It's been a difficult road and you can't see this, but you can probably picture it. I'm here with Kyle and Jason Lehman in a room and we're talking about stuff. And to my right is Jason Lehman, somebody that I've had a, a very strong relationship with. And we started in the union together. Um, I have 17 years in the union. Um, when I finish up this term, you know, budget committee, Mm-hmm. to a district rep mm-hmm. for two years to five years as a vice president to nine years as a union president. And, um, Jason's been there the whole step and we started a year off and then he did a district rep for two years. And then he's been a vice president for, um, 14, 13, 14, 15 years, somewhere in that range. I'm going to have 12. It's 12. <laughs> <laughs> so for 12 years, he'll 20, compete. In, 20, 22 years. So, is that right? So 3000 years. Um, <laughs> so, you know, Jason has 14 years on the board. I mean, yeah. 12 as a vice president and two, yeah. and I'll never forget when, um, Bob Lemon was retiring, Ed mm-hmm. Hall was mm-hmm. retiring. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, you know, Jim Forquet's getting ready to step away from the position. That's when that right. there was a transition and it was me and Jason talking and it was, well, do you want to run? Do you want to run? And I had wanted to run and he had wanted to run. And that's when I really knew how important Jason was to me as we talked about stuff, we worked it out and he said, why don't you run for this one? And I'll run for the next one. Jason has been, um, a sounding board and he's been one of my good friends and one of my best friends over mm. this last 17 years. And it's been, um, it's just been amazing. You have to, I would say this, you have to, when you take leadership position, whether it be the union or wherever else, you can't be devoid of somebody that, that can push back on you. Kyle, right. you always did it really well. Mm. Jason has done it for 14 years. Mm-hmm. And, um, so when this kind of came up over the past couple of years and how things are going, I know Jason and I had a conversation and it was like, Jason, I think that that's going to be my time. Mm-hmm. And, you know, just to kind of get, I didn't know where he was. I didn't know what he was thinking. But for me, I was like, my wife knows where I'm at. Right. Now it's time to talk to somebody else that can right. always go. And that was Jason. And so. So you've been sort of uh, marinating on this for a while now and you're pretty, you're pretty resolved in your decision. You are going to step down. Yes. Um, when is not step down? I just won't be running for re-election. So I definitely That's different, huh? Different it's semantics. Different. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. We're not running for re-election. Okay. I am. I am finishing strong, and mm-hmm. we are going to. Uh, get this this done but yeah no i think that that's why we're here today i think for jason um yeah why don't you let me step in for a second i'll let you so i just want to say thank you alan um it's been a great great run you've done an awesome job and i know you're going to finish out strong and continue with everything you've been working on and you're not going to you're not going to quit even when you're i assume when you're you're done with your term there's going to be a few things you're going to still have to work on so i just want to say thanks for your good words and um just want to say you know alan had talked to me a while back about this you know trying to figure out what he was going to do and he said you know i'm just i don't think i'm going to run again and i i remember thinking that's just weird because i had been talking to my significant other lisa the night before and i told her you know what i don't think i'm going to run uh the next term and we had a big long conversation but it was just surprising how close in time that we both made the decision so i've made the decision too just to finish out my term um strong and and do do the work and still be here to help everybody but i'm not gonna be running for re-election either so 
um, kind of, kind of interesting times, but, um, I, I know we have good people out there and we're mm-hmm. going to, we're going to be just as strong when you and I leave. Um, but, uh, well, it's, it's going to be different. It's going to take some time. There's, there's uh, a learning curve as we all know, you guys have been in long enough. Maybe you forgot, but I remember when I stepped in, in 2017, it was quite a curve to get up to speed. Um, so there's a lot of years, what we call institutional knowledge walking out the door and let's just, I mean, think I'm aware, but just to clarify for the membership, the timeline. So your terms end by beginning of January, I believe. Um, so the um, elections are December, November, December. Yep. With some nominations in November okay. and into December. And I think that's not to speak for Jason, but I think that's one of the reasons I wanted to be here right now is that that gives two months right. for the membership to kind of. Take it in. Take it in. Think There's no it. surprises. You know, Jason and I are committed to to finishing out this last four months really mm-hmm. strongly. Mm-hmm. We have a lot to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't want the the process of, of jockeying for a position to who's taking over for me, who's taking over. I'll speak for me. I won't. I'll have Jason talk. But I also don't want the politics that are going to be coming over in November and December to have bled over for this full year or right. since May right. uh, since then personally, Jason, I don't know if you feel the same way. No, absolutely. I mean, I'm here to help and finish out the term and you know, anybody wants to come talk or ask about the job or what we're working on, you know, we're, this is not ending. I mean, I, it might be my, me ending and you ending in these positions, but this is, there's always going to be a battle. There's always going to be a hill to climb and it's, nothing's going to get easy. So well, I'm here to help and, you know, still be part of the team, uh, just a little different, <laughs> yeah. different level. Right. I think one of the things I've always felt that I've failed on Jason is that I've always wanted to have better succession plan at the union. Right. And I can tell you, I think that there's, there's, I can give you five names of people that I think can do my job. I think it will take a couple of years to get up fully up to speed. Sure. That's just natural. Sure. Yeah, yeah. My goal is that if I pull the plug and I need to, if I get hit by a car or if I choose not to get run again, or if I get unelected, that this union doesn't have a huge backfall. I will tell you that I've always felt the path to the union president is through elected office. I mean, right. you know, I've, I also think that you should be a district rep before you be a primary officer, right. you know? And so, um, and I've also f- felt like that always gave a good foundation. When you came along to mm-hmm. be a vice president, you had the foundation of a district rep, mm-hmm. Rob Garrison, mm-hmm. Jason, me, Terry. And so, uh, you know, so I've, I felt like I, there was never a good answer on how I got people ready. And then without asking somebody that's been there. Mind if I step in on that yeah. one? Go for it. I think you've done a great job. You know, the, <laughs> While I appreciate your desire to have a succession plan, you know what it comes down to um, is the membership. They're going to make the decision, right? Yep. So you're doing your job by making sure the people around you are able or getting the information. They're watching what you're doing. You're you're mentoring them. Mm-hmm. You know, but it's it's up to the membership to make that decision. They're the ones that are going to vote. I mean, you you could try to try to handpick your person, but you don't get to do that. Yep. Right. So I appreciate you've done, I think you've done a great job. You've, you haven't hit anything. You're, you're showing the people on the e-board what the job is and what it takes, um, to do the job. And it's the, the, the people on the board and the people around you, you know, they have to take that information and run with it. 
So, and I think you've done a good job at that. So, but I appreciate your effort to try to, you know, <laughs> set it up because that's, that's great. You know, if it was a private business, that's what you do. Um, but this is going to take a vote of the membership. So, right. um, I think and, and I think, and I don't know how you feel, Jason though, but I've also in my mind, it's like, I also don't want to have any influence on the election. And I've made a really conscious decision, at least for myself of going, there is going to be a number of people that's running. I know that. I mean, when you have an open term after nine years, you're probably going to have, you're not going to have one person step mm -hmm. up. And so you're going to have a election. It's going to be um, a, a contested election, most likely. And it's for me, I'm sitting here going, I'm going to work with whoever it is. Um, I'll make my personal vote, yeah. but I'm not yeah. going to step in and say, this is who's the right person for president. I'm not right. going to do it for vice president. Um, and I would say this is, I think we have a strong, uh, uh, field for both the president, right. You know, whether it be whoever it could be, uh, you know, but also for vice president, I think that we have a really strong, uh, a group of people that will be able to do. It. And that's what makes it somewhat exciting. Kyle. I mean, right. I, you know, I think, you know, has this been a long-term coming that I've made my decision and Jason's made his decision? Yes. But when you look at it, I came into this union and I had Aaron Jansen's as the fire chief. Uh -huh. I had Dan Saltzman as my uh -huh. commissioner. I had Charlie Hales as our mayor who yeah. we had just ran uh, somebody against. And I had <laughs> the age, about that. Oh, well, let's <laughs> yeah. keep going. Yeah. Uh, Lori Kraut was the, was the city the attorney. attorney. Yeah. We, our pension board was being run by Yvonne Deckard yes. and Yvonne Deckard was the HR director and it just transitioned to Anna Canwit. And when right. I, when I kind of look at it and go, what, where are we at right now as a union? We're in a really good place in terms of succession planning because Sarah Boone yeah. has been one of the easiest persons I've ever known to work with as a fire chief. And yeah. I was in 17 years. I love Sprando. I really like Clum. I mean, you know, Mike Myers was great to work with. Yeah. He was very easy to have these conversations, yeah. but we have a fire chief that is pro union. Yeah. We have a, um, uh, HR director that does pretty much anything we want to, especially in terms of labor management benefits committee. And we have Marquise fudge that is very easy to work with for yeah. HR. Yeah. That is, that is just easy to work with the city attorney. We don't have Lori Kraut. When you look at the transition, a new person coming in, except for uh, Joanne Hardesty, our commissioner. I can't fix that. And that will be the biggest thing that we have to, right. the new union president, they'll be able to work with Sarah, Kathy Bless, Marquise, Heidi Brown, all of them. Right. I feel like that is such a great foundation and time to change because it. it's not it. all conflict all the time. Got it. We have conflict, but it's also easy dialogue conflict. So those external partners that whoever takes your place the external partners they'll be having to, you know, be in cooperation with are going to be a much more uh, cooperative group than nine years ago. They will. That's and they good, will. It's a good point for a transition, at least in, in that sense. There's always going to be the internal issues stuff. Let's just say Make stuff. it all turn over tomorrow, too. I mean, all right. we, we're happy where we're at now, but you got to be prepared for the next yeah. one that comes in. But you got to be able to work with them. And yes. that's... That's, that's so funny. You were saying earlier off air, like I remember so many times saying, oh, as soon as we get through this and we'll be able to rest for a little bit, <laughs> yep. that this is this little hurdle. He jumped out a hurdle and then there's a mountain. It, just seemed, it seems that way anyways. Yeah. There's oh, always true. something and new. You just got to embrace it. I mean, if you can, yeah. 
at the beginning, that's how I felt. It was, you know, okay, we got this issue, summer's going to come, and then we can re regroup and then hit these other things. And it never slows down. There's always something. So as long right. as you embrace it and, and you know that's coming. Take a breath. And What's you next? Take a breath. You take a little, <laughs> you take a day off here and there, but just be ready to go again the next time yeah. you're back. Because it's, it's never going to end. And that's, why I think, one of the reasons why I'm leaving. It's like, you know, I could continue to do this. I could run for president. But I... I put some time in and I put a lot of effort and, and I, I don't want to put that much effort into it anymore. I think we need to get other people in here that are fresh to continue on. You know, yeah. I could continue yeah. to do it, but I just don't think I would, you know, I could, but I think it'd be too much stress yeah. you know, that I don't want to incur. So I think, I think it's time. So to, there's a little bit of burnout involved a little bit, a touch, a tinge, you know, it happens so slowly. But yeah. I would say there's a lot of, it, it just weighs on you. I got yeah. a lot of baggage from yeah. this job yeah. that it's going to take me a long time to right. unload. I think <laughs> it's not all bad, yeah. but it's just information and, you know, things that I've dealt with over the last, you know, long time. Right. That got to so, deal with. So maybe, um, this is just pivoting a tiny bit. You can just Before you do though. All right. Go ahead. Should you make a note or Stein to make a note? A note? You make a note. Okay. Uh, real, real quick. People out there who are hearing this and they're thinking to themselves, huh, kind of interesting to that. I would encourage them to phone call, sit down, something. Come talk to Jason. Come talk to Alan. Isaac. Try and get a sense of what the job is going to be like, time-wise, responsibility-wise. I tried that before. I, I didn't have a real clear view when I walked in as a vice president. Um, I thought I did. Um, so... I think that to the best of your ability, if you're thinking of running, take the time just to check in. I mean, if you don't already have some of the, the idea from working up as a district rack, that sort of thing, you guys open to talking to whoever's interested? About? Uh, yes, absolutely. absolutely. Okay, that's all I wanted to say. Because like you said, you know, these things happen slowly, and um, there is a lot, there's a lot of work. It's a great job, don't get me wrong. And I've continued personally doing a lot of the work because I, 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 I like it. But at the same time, I don't have to do all of it. I can do what I want to. So I, I've been working in the PERS committee and some health and wellness stuff, which is great. But um, people should know, and I'm just rambling along like a crazy fucker right now, but it's okay to just come talk to you guys. All right. Yeah, give us a call. Okay. Come talk to us. I now, think that, um, you know, as Jason talks about the, the stress, there's a ton of stress with this job. And I think that, one of the things that's been the most stressful is, and Jason has joined me many times is when our members are down and out mm -hmm. and I can't tell you over the last 17 years, how many times I've had to go to the hospital. And I know multiple ones where we've had cardiac events on duty Yeah, where I remember one of them and I called Jason. I was like, Tom Williams called me. I can hear the sirens. He's going code three to the hospital. They're doing CPR on one of our members. And I remember calling Jason and we always joke and it's like, you always have the answer. You always have the answer. It's just inside <laughs> joke because we just, between us, we would try and figure out what to do. And yeah. I was just like, Kyle just left the room. Travis, Kyle has left the room. <laughs> See, he doesn't even need to do it. He can just set this stuff and, and walk away. Yeah. He doesn't do anything anyway. Anyway, you were saying, um, it's been it, that level of stress, I don't even know how to describe. And Jason and I have both been honored. I 
when I started as a vice president in 2007 or so, somewhere around there, 2008, I got to go to the Fallen Firefighters Memorial. And then Jason followed about six or seven years later. And both of us handed a IFF flag to a widow. And that's also been the cornerstone of what we do. And I am so proud in many things of what we've done. Um, we've also been able to keep away from some of the really tragic things that happened to other fire departments. And, you know, both of those were occupational diseases that killed them. Uh, this union always has to continue to fight for better NFPA exams and stuff like that. Um, but Pre presumptions. Presumptions. And I, I just know, do you remember how stressful it was to hand that flag over to the, to the widow? Yeah, it was, can't even explain it to try to, and to see everybody else there too, and how many flags were being handed out to fallen members. Um, it's, I can't, I can't even explain it. It was, it was so moving, but so stressful and so, you know, helpless, just like you were talking about going up to the hospital. It's absolutely our job to get up there and support our members, but there's nothing you can really do to help that member. They're in the hospital, they're having a surgery, they're, you know, the doctor's all around them and you as the president and me as a vice president, I, we wanted to fix the problem, but you get up there and all you can do is support logistically, get everybody there you need there, but you can't physically help. And so that was, with a lot of times, you know, somebody calls up and say, hey, I got a grievance and you go through the process and you talk to the HR, you talk to the chief, whoever, and you, you, you solve the problem and you go through the process, but some of those things like that, you really can't fix it. You gotta leave it up to somebody else, but you feel like it's your responsibility. I'll never forget going back in 2008 or whenever for the Fallen Firefighters Memorial and going, this is what we do as a union. My job is to prevent anybody else going up on this wall. Yeah, absolutely. And whether it be through occupational, through fire ground, or through uh, mental health addiction and somebody taking their own life, and it's, nobody in this union or administration should ever know that that one of their number one goals is to prevent that and to make sure nobody's name ever goes on that wall again. And I'm very proud to be a part of an administration in 17 years, we put two people's name on there and making sure nobody else goes on there. Um, it has to be one of the number one cornerstones of yeah, this union. Top priorities. Everybody going home safe to their family. Oh, look, Kyle's back. Well, hello. Did you well, get your union Did I miss break? anything? <laughs> Yeah, I had to go to the bathroom anyways. Okay. <laughs> what the hell is going on, folks? What do we got going on here? What, are you we, guys just We just talked about stress and okay. stuff like that. So what else we got? What else do you want to do? What, is there anything that, you, that, I mean, I know there was some, of course, Alan and Jason have been at this job for many years. I think there's probably a long list of successes, a shorter list of failures, accomplishments, a lot of things that have come onto your plate and off your plate. I don't know if you've want to well, I would get just into say much or I mean like we what, for, what, I forget about them myself. Yeah. I, I, but I love to talk about it every now and then when you're down in the dumps, you think, God, am I failing yeah. at this job? And then we'll pull out a few things that we remember that we accomplished all the contracts that we, you know, ratified, you know, the Kelly days that we've gotten, the raises we've gotten, the vacation we've gotten, the, right. you know, the stuff that's happened through FPDNR with the stress and the cancer and the, all the stuff that we had, you know, it, 
you, if you don't remember and, and talk about it, you know, you don't right. feel like you um, succeeded, but there's a lot of stuff. And Alan, he, I think he jotted a few things down that, you know, while we were sitting here, just remembering back 15, yeah. 17 years, and there's probably a few more that maybe you could kind of yeah. talk about there, Alan, that we've done and you've been a huge part of over the last 17 years. Right. Uh, not to, to blow anybody you know, blow the horn and then to tell you what we've done, but just what we've done it as, as a union, as right. an e-board, as a right. membership. Cause you know, that stuff down at Salem, the members filling up buses and going down there. That's, that's how stuff gets done. You know, we're doing the little intricate stuff with the individuals and, you know, rallying people together, but it's a, it's the, the full group, but the full group's done a lot of stuff in the last 17 years. And before you jump in, I like, I don't even know where to start. But um, I think that list probably is long. I don't think we, and you can speak to whatever you want. I don't think we need to go through the whole list. I don't want to speak for the membership. I'll speak for myself, but also speak for the membership in that you've done a great job, both of you guys. I think there's a lot to be said about the work that's been done. So you can touch on some of that stuff. Um, and I'll say also, I think you mentioned to each other to thank you both for the service. I, I expect you'll be getting a lot of people thanking you for your service and everything you've done for 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 every, for the whole membership over the course of the past of your tenure. So from me, thank you. Um, I would like to give you the space to to you know touch on any of the things if you want to. I don't think there's any doubt from anybody out there that you work you both work your ass off. You've done great work, and that you have you have wide support from the majority, vast majority of the membership. So I want to say that as, as a starting point, I think and I can, again, I'm speaking for myself, but I feel confident that that is the feeling, the general feeling uh, of the membership. So, um, as a starting point for that, again, thank you. Is there any, is there anything you wanted to specifically touch on? Or are you okay with just letting it speak for itself? You know, I don't know. I, I you think know, that the, you know, similar to, to when we talk about commissioner Hardesty and whether, we endorse, not endorse. Again, that's going to be somebody else's uh, work to do on the e-board. I would just say I would stay neutral. I mean, I, would, I wouldn't get into a fight right now unless something huge happens because you got to look at the body of the work that Hardesty did. And as much as I have struggled with that relationship, um, the reason we have COVID presumption is because of her. The reason we have heart and lung presumption is because of her, the contract. Um, there's been a lot of work in her body of work that has been good. And I mean, I look at ourselves and I'm sitting here going, what a great time for a transition. I already told you about how HR, right, right, but the state right. firefighters council right. has our back. The international has our back. Big time. Great relationships time. with the AFL within every other labor union, not right. so much with the police, but with every other labor huh. organization, we are in a great position. Um, you know, but I never thought, I mean, I don't want this to go out to everybody, but I mean, here it goes. You know, right now we make 96,500 bucks a year for top step firefighter without longevity. Right. And if we get the cola of three to three to 4%, 3.5 to 4% next year, almost everybody in this bureau that's over five years will be six figure members. And they're working a 50 hour work to be able to do it. I think that you know, I, I'd say this is one of the things that's reaffirmed my decision not to run is I think things have changed. You know, I think that I would say for 15 to 16 years of my union presidency, it's not been easy. 
I'm speaking to whoever wants to run for office, whether it be a district rep, a vice president, or a president. I remember when I was first union president, within the first couple of years, we had a situation that was very contentious within the membership. Mm-hmm. And I'll never forget behind closed doors, and I and one other person mm-hmm. were against what the e-board wanted to do. And, mm-hmm. um, and I'll never forget this. And I was like, I think we're making the wrong decision. Da, 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 da. And I said... I will support you. And I'm not going to talk about what the issue is, but we went out and we had the general membership meeting and it was a night membership meeting. And oh my it, God. It was full yeah. and people had been drinking yeah. <laughs> and I sat up there and took every arrow yep. and I never told anybody what I did. I was like, I fought adamantly against it, but the union of this, the leader of this union has to make a leadership decision and support that board whether he likes it or she likes it or not, and to go and run and turn and go and say, I would have done it the other way. Right. I actually heard a story about somebody that was pissed about that in my decision. I was like, okay. So that's what you have to do as a leader. You don't always get to make the popular decisions, but I know there's a ton of people that hated me for it. Yeah. And I was just like, okay, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not breaking my confidentiality to my board. We, we made a decision. I lost, and I'm sticking up for him. Yep. Um, I and rem- so, but that's that. what you have yeah. to do as a leader, you know, you do, but things have changed. And I would say this is, you know, I think for 15 or 16, I, my bucket was filled, you know, and there's a lot of things that happened over the couple of years. Some of them are self-inflicted. I didn't have to promote to captain. I didn't have to leave B shift on fours yep. over the last year and a half with COVID and the fights and everything that else has happened, things have changed. And I know I went for, um, we had the kids watched, um, me and Havla went up to Tacoma in August uh-huh. and I, I got an email and I got a text. It's my own fault for looking at it, but right, right. it was a message of, Hey, we'll support you as long as you support us. And I thought, I talked to my wife. My wife was like, that's not okay to do. And for 15 to 16 years, I loved being able to get off at fours Uh, from shift and go, what are you guys doing? And I would get in my suit and I would have to go down to city hall and it filled my bucket because I knew the quality of life for our members was so good Mm -hmm. because the work I was doing. And it was like, I can give up part of my family. I can go and do emails at night when I was on vacation and take calls because I knew how in my own mind, how much it was benefiting our members. And I think that that disconnect over the last year, year and a half has been separated. And I would say this is that, um, you know, I don't think all the conversation has been as civil as it needs to be. I think that there's been some stuff that's happened that, that um, not only is this a great time to run, but I can tell emotionally, you know, I'm not getting the support to be the union president that I did have for 15 or 16 years. And you know, what I tell people is that, when and I have three daughters, they're 11, 11, and nine. And all the people on, you know, especially the primary officers that have picked me up, get to watch and watch all my three girls say goodbye when I go to a conference or when I'm going to a meeting. And they're just like, that's kind of special. It's like, it's awesome. It's totally special. But emotionally, watching and turning and seeing my kids anymore, I, I'm not going to lie and say that that has not changed. And my family will be getting the rest of my time because of, I think, the past year and a half. And I would say this is, as I step away, I would ask this from the membership, and that is, 
we need to have grace with each other on both sides. And I know I have not done everything right. I've done some, some things great, mm. but if we don't support each other and we don't support this next president and we are, we are asking somebody else to give everything. And it's not just their days. It's just not their nights, but even on their vacations, I'm still making lists. Hey, what do I need to do? Did you do this? Did you do that? You're giving up everything. And I would just say is we need to be more patient. We need to right. be more supportive. And, um, you know, it's not popular when I tell people that people, I ended up having to delete, we have this called the WhatsApp with the e-board yeah, that's yeah. on there. And I'll give you an example. This is one of the things that frustrated me is, you know, this isn't going to go well, but the, <laughs> the, the fire chief calls me, Alan, can't walk, wash cars anymore. And of course, my response, are you joking me? She's like, oh, you got to understand this is what happened. Okay, sounds good. Then HR calls me and says, Alan, we can't wash cars. I know Sarah called me. She goes, he goes, but here's the deal. He goes, we've all got your back. He goes, we talked in the room. We know how bad this is for morale. He goes, so we'll come out with the letter. I want you to file a grievance. You threaten me with a ULP. We'll go to the city attorney. She'll go tell them to start washing their cars again. We'll tell the city auditor that's running this, who they told them to screw off, that they wouldn't be a part of it. HR told them. Mm -hmm. and, and they will tell them, you run your own investigation, and this is what we're going to do. And so, and I put that on WhatsApp. I was like, hey, let you know this is the process. And, and you know, in terms of board, you also need a board that supports you. And it was like, this is, this is horrible. Why wouldn't the administration stop it? And I was like, wait, we've got the answer. We're done. We're done. If the administration doesn't want HR, never would I ever have thought that HR would have said, hey, wink, wink, <laughs> nudge, do nudge. this, and you <laughs> can turn the spigots back on. <sighs> but it was a really negative reaction. I just deleted the app, and I was like, you know, I'm in a, I'm in a stressful time. We're dealing with a, with a ma uh, vaccine mandate. We're doing a lot of stuff, oh. and it's like, I don't need that extra stress as well after I felt that we've already came up with a workable solution. Right. So I would say this on every level that we need to, we need to think about treating people better in every sense of the way. And I know I'm hypocritical, you know, that I, that I've been hard to work with, with some of the vice presidents and the e board. I know that, but at the end of the day, the future of this union, I would ask people to be, to take a step back and to know how much that person's giving up. Right. And to, and to try and give a little bit of grace. It's, it's not a bad way just to try and conduct your life, really, before you react with, or react, you know, before you react with something that may be a little more heated. Just take a second. Yeah. Is that old, that's that, old, that, that old saying about, you know, you write a heated email, go ahead and just like, don't send it. Sleep on it and then decide if you want to send it. Take that sort of idea into your interactions in a verbal conversation as well maybe we're all we're all guilty no one's no one's perfect at that one there are buttons that can get pushed and, oh, yeah. you, and you and you respond i mean guilty but yeah and i think everybody knows whether it's vaccine mandate whether it's covid whether it's black lives matter all these things that are have been going on the past 18 24 months people are a little raw everybody knows it there's divis divisive issues the divided membership to some to some degree. I think we're all honestly. I think we're more together than divided. That's m my feeling, particularly in the um, when you get to actually sit down and have that that rational, you know, un non emotional conversation. 
um, things usually go very well. Yeah, yeah, I point, think that's the key term go, is conversation. Yeah. So many people are on send that you, if, if anybody was going to respond to you, that's out the window because there's not a conversation going on. It's just people yelling at, e- at e- each other and telling each other what the truth is. And then you got to listen to, you yeah. know, and I, I have to actively consciously listen. I doesn't come naturally for me. I have to think about it and hold my tongue while I listen to people, but it's, you have to do it and you have to get better at it because if you, all you're doing is talking, you're going to shut the other side down and you're not going to get your point across. So, right. Right. Try to, as Alan said, have some grace or just some respect. And if you're in a divisive conversation, take a step back. Be the leader. Be the one that listens. And if the other person is on send, give them a little bit of space. But, you know, at some point, saying nothing is a good enough answer. Yeah. Awesome. So we've been at this for a little bit. Sorry I had to step away. I missed a little bit of the conversation. Um, and I, I would say this, Go ahead. you know, it's <clears throat> as I finish up my term and Jason finishes up his term, you know, I, I can't tell you what an honor it's been. Mm. And it's, we got to go back to the hundredth anniversary of the IFF together. Mm-hmm. And it is, um, it was a, a huge honor. And for Jason, I mean, he got to go to the original one in 1917. So, oh, I mean, he, funny. well, yeah, he, he, he got to go. try at least one, you know, so he got to do two of them, but there's you photographic know. evidence, I think. <laughs> but you know, it's, uh, well, it is. I, one of the things I am so proud of is too, is that, you know, this was a broken union when we took over. And in, in some ways, I mean, we went from the Oregon state firefighter council and the IFF thinking we were a laughing stock. Mm-hmm. to them inviting Travis to teach and Isaac to teach. Uh, you know, we've flown back out there to meet with the general president. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's been mm-hmm. such an honor um, to do it and to see what we have done for people's lives. And it's not just me and Jason, it's the union. Of course. It of is. Course, of course. And yeah. I know that, you know, it's not me that got individual tap outs, but it's somebody like Ryan Fields that pushes it. Mm-hmm. And then, Hey, we need a little help from the union. We put it on labor management and help push the ball. Mm-hmm. The the strength of us together and the reason that we make the money we are, the wor- we, reason we work 50 hours a week is the collectiveness of the union. I was an honor to be able to part, be a part of it at 17 out of its 103 year history. Mm-hmm. Great honor to do it. It is us together that will do it. And to be a part of a team that has accomplished so much, whether it be presumptive cancer ranked lists. I remember when Aaron tried to take away ranked lists and it's like, we fought, we won. And it's, you just think about all the stuff that we held mm. and the staffing, everything that we do it, but we have to do it as a union. And I think that that's, that's the thing that's made me the proudest is all the work that we have done together over, over the last 103 years, let alone the last 17, since I've been a part, I am just so proud of where we're at. We have a long ways to go. There's a ton of things that I could have done better as a union president. Sure, I could, sure. I could write pages of what I could do better. Um, but I'm also proud of the body of work that we did together sure. as a union sure. for every board and every person that held electric office, everybody that showed up to city hall. And I'll never forget in that big one where we lost 26 positions. One, if you're ever going to city hall, do it on a golf day. Cause all we told them is, Hey, just don't drive, you know, but drink all day golf, Come back here. Oh, the golf tournament. (laughs) The golf tournament. Tournament. Gotcha. And then I said, and we'll buy you more beer afterwards. (laughs) And that whole thing, I'll never forget the honor of, 
And Nick Fish, rest in peace, my favorite politician that I've ever worked with. And he said, and we were getting ready to wrap up, and he goes, and he made sure, and he goes, Alan Fischwalder, you're up next. I don't think I was even right in the line. They had hundreds of people to speak. Mm-hmm. He goes, Alan Fischwalder, it's yours. And the mayor said, absolutely, let's hear from Alan. And as I sat down, nervous, this is 2014 or 15. I'm, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I take a second to look at my prepared notes, and I look, and all five commissioners are looking up. And I turn briefly, and the whole upper uh, echelon in the in that top like bowl, mezzanine area, yeah, mezzanine area. Yeah, yeah. Thanks for correcting that. I appreciate it. Um, uh, honestly, um, <laughs> but they <laughs> looking for the word. Myself. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate. It. But they were standing, and yeah. to watch a hundred and some firefighters. And even Val Hoyle standing with there and, a, and people from the public standing up while yeah. I spoke. And I was just like, that's pretty cool. It's hard to speak publicly. It sucks. Ugh. But to do that. And then I went over my time and Commissioner Fish was like, President Fershweiler. And I don't like being called President Fershweiler. But in that sense, and he always called me Alan B. It was like, President Fershweiler, as a shine of respect, I would like you to, to, if you're not done, I would like to give you another two minutes in the commission. Yes, everybody did it, but I'll never forget it. It was such an honor, but it wouldn't have been effective if we hadn't had the hundred people down there. Mm -hmm. So that's the other thing I would leave with is that every time we go for Salem, it should be two to three buses. The PERS attack, it's going to come forever. Whenever, just, just consider coming down to Salem because the, the mark that we have when we go down there with our shirts, mm-hmm. it's huge. And they still talk about the days when we fill up the chamber with firefighters. Right. And that presence, even if you dis- disagree with what Alan Fershwater said or whoever the new union president is, show up on those days because if we don't fight collectively for our pension and for staffing, they will go for it. Yep. Yep. Well, gentlemen, I feel like we could probably talk for the rest of the day and I'd be happy to do that um, but we probably should wrap it up I think um, before you do what also has been a strength of this union and I need to do a special trout uh, special special shout out for the boards that I have served with it was contentious when I started as a union president what's that uh, the board you know we, I, e-board e-board okay you know what I mean and um, uh, I've been able to work with so many wonderful people and I think of people like Leo Call and Madia FCF and, uh, well, it's Madia Fuge now, uh-huh. you know, and the district reps that have given up their time and stuff. But yeah. I can tell you, not only has Jason and Isaac and Terry and Rob been, been very good to work with, you know, and yourself as a vice president, Mike Schultz, mm-hmm. all the vice presidents have been a blessing to work with. I would never, I would be remiss to say that the success of this union, success of this union has also not been, uh, uh, put on the back of Travis Chipman and the work that he's done. And no, I can tell you, no doubt. I cannot say enough is the work that he has done. I'm an idea guy. Mm-hmm. And uh, if you came to my house, you would see my projects are 95% done. <laughs> and, you know, we, we've done good. I mean, even with the unfair labor practices and all the arbitrations we've had and everything, we are meticulous to detail, but Travis is the workhorse that has for the past six, seven years, has been a blessing oh and my gosh. Yeah. he will do everything. And I, I can call him at nine 30 at night and he's there to talk and I can say, what are we going to do on this? And he is going to do it. And I'll give you this example of, of the building committee. Again, 
we failed as a union. I thought, I think I thought the original answer was to remodel it. I thought it was the right thing to do. Mm -hmm. I'm wrong. I was Mm -hmm. wrong. I don't think it's the way to do it. And it went down pretty strongly. Mm -hmm. Travis and that building committee made an amazing thing. And now we're working at, at put, we put a bid in on a building, $2.6 million, the membership will vote. And it's so exciting. And that's the work that Travis has done that the building committee has done. But again, getting back to Travis, um, he has been what you need as a union president is not somebody that you have to look behind you right. and worry about. And Travis has been all that and more in my, in yeah. my seven years as his, when he's been secretary treasurer. Okay, I've been second president. that for sure. Nobody and, works harder than Travis. Nope. No. He, nobody put him up against anybody. Yeah. Um, and just a real quick, a just addendum plug for the future podcast uh, about that building remodel. Uh, that podcast has already been recorded as needs to be edited, but about the building, the new building you're talking about information that'll be out soon. So it's been an honor for me also working with both you guys. I'm really appreciate the availability that you will have in the future. I think it's extremely important, not just throughout the transition of finishing strong, but being available, um, next year and the year after, because there will be lingering projects that will continue. Um, and to have you guys around to be able to be standing boards and maybe even put a couple hours in, I imagine that's going to be helpful. So that's, that's definitely a, a benefit for the microcosm of the union work and the macrocosm of the whole, the membership. Um, so that's all I was going to sort of end with and then just pass the last word off to Jason, I guess. Is there anything you want to, you want to, um, add or you? Well, yeah. I don't have anything prepared, but just thanks for your support and. It's been a been a fun ride up and down, but um, I really honestly believe we we haven't succeeded at everything, but way more successes than failures. That's for sure. Yeah. We you know we we had some failures, but it wasn't for the lack of trying. It's just sometimes you win, sometimes you lose, and you know we'll take on a fight even if um, there's a good chance we're going to lose if we think it's right. And yeah. we've come to find out we've lost a few, but you you don't only take challenges that you can win. That's a foolish, you know, that's, right. that's for somebody who's afraid. So right. we, we challenge even when, you know, we have a pretty good idea that it's not, we're not going to win, but we want to show, you know, people what we think is important. Mm-hmm. And so we continue to do that and we'd expect that from the next group coming in because I know our e-board will do that. They're not, they're not afraid. So, but right. uh, I appreciate everything. It's been a great ride. Thank you, Alan. 102 grievances later, nine years. <laughs> we were thinking if we could ever get to 100, and right, we're at 102, right. and we still got a few months left. I was going to say 102. You can drop the mic. Yeah, don't, don't do that. Don't. No. <laughs> no. I just think it's been an honor. It's been awesome. Um, I love looking at the work that we've done. And again, I know that there's a lot of stuff we could have done better. And I think that the future of this union is so bright. And the contract's up in two years. We've got the work week reduction coming. We've got the work schedule change coming. CFIPs are coming off. There is so much. Uh, once we get through this current crisis that we have with the vaccine mandate, that's when people, I say this is, we need to get through mid-October. Mm-hmm. And until we get through mid-October, nobody's going to find peace. And then that's when the healing of this can start. Right. And then we start looking forward to the work week reduction and everything else in the mm-hmm. contract. We've given up so much to get where in that contract. And now right. it's time to start reaping get, those get benefits. Back. Great. All right. 
Thank you both. Thanks, Kyle. You bet. Thank you.